Well, I want to preach to you tonight. You can probably guess my title has something to do with tents. And I want to preach to you tonight called Bigger Tents. Come on, Bigger Tents. Bigger, 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 bigger tents. You know, I have been traveling quite a bit recently and hopping on airplanes. And I just feel like the airplane seats are getting smaller. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm like, I think y'all are shrinking uh, the seats because the airplanes are just seem to be getting smaller and smaller on the seats and you get somebody sitting all up next to you all just big and just hitting you and just a big old arm just come on come on you know what i'm saying it's like you know big old brother been just on them weights just i'm just just swole just ha, ha. i'm like my brother my brother and, you know, you know I'm, I'm always checking out to see if you know me or not. Like, you know I'm pastor. No, you don't know. Good, good. Because you all up in my space, and I'm going to fight you over that armrest. I'm like, give me that, give me that armrest. And I, I'm, I'm one of those brothers. I'm looking. I'm looking. There's, a, there's an invisible line, and you better not cross it with your leg. I, I'm looking. You, you, you just crossed it. You don't know me. I don't know you. Just get your leg over. You all pull up all up in my space, need some room, and don't let me fly southwest with Tiffany. You know, everybody get on at the same time, you know, right by group A and then group B, and I'll get on, Tiffany, I take this, I'll take the aisle seat, you take the window, I'm putting the luggage in the middle seat, and then I'm looking mean at everybody walking down. Is that seat available? I want that seat. Oh, gosh. Okay. Get up and let you have the seat. I just wish they made the airplanes bigger. And I just can't. I, can't, I always love when they upgrade me. Come on, somebody. They upgrade me. I get the first class and get me some space. Come on, when you're flying, how many know bigger is better? Come on, I need some extra room, some extra leg room. About seven of you are clapping because you've never been in, come on, you never got the first class, have you? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, bigger is better, is what I'm trying to tell you. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, bigger is better. We, we've got to have extra room because there are more people to be reached with the good news of Jesus Christ. We gotta have bigger. We've gotta have more room because there are more people who need to be saved. There are more people who need to be delivered from addictions. There are more marriages that need to be restored. There are more hearts that need to be healed. There are more bodies that need to be healed. There are more people that need to go to heaven. How many know heaven's not gonna run out of room? Anybody know that? So we've got to make room for more people to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We've got to have room for people to give their life to Christ. I want to give you our key scripture for tonight. I've been, I've been praying the scripture for over a year. It's, I have a prayer list that I pray over just about every single day. And there's two scriptures on this prayer list at the very end of my prayers that I pray. And this is one of the scriptures that I pray every day single morning, just about every morning. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse number two. Enlarge 
the place of your tent. I, I felt the Holy Spirit speak this to me about a year, year and a half ago. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out larger, bigger, more room. You will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose in the nations and settle in the desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. I want to focus in on verse number two. Enlarge, got to get bigger, bigger, bigger. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. And when you think about Isaiah 54, I think it's super important to understand the context of this scripture. It was written during the final years of the Babylonian exile because Israel had turned away from God. God allowed them to be taken into captivity by, by the nation of Babylon. And they actually destroyed Israel's cities. They took them into captivity. It, it lasted for right around 70 years. And when you look at Israel's history, it was one of the darkest hours in their history. And many of the Jews had grown tired, they had grown weary, and they had grown comfortable living in Babylon. They just kind of had a mindset, we're going to settle here, we're going to stay here, we don't really want to make that trek back to our homeland, we're just going to be comfortable settling in this Babylonian land. They had lost their dream to move forward. They had lost their faith. They were willing to settle for less than God's best. And like the Israelites, I'm seeing that happen to God's people. This pandemic, this crazy season has caused a lot of people to lose their dreams, caused a lot of people to lose their faith. And a lot of people are settling for less than God's best. Some of you are here today and you're settling in sin. I mean, just getting comfortable in sin, justifying it, settling in addictions, settling for average, you're settling for your family will never be saved. You're settling, I'm just going to be broke the rest of my life. You're settling thinking, I'm just going to have to rent the house the rest of my life. I could never be a homeowner. You're settling to be a lukewarm Christian. You're settling for a bad marriage. You're, you're settling dating just anybody. Well, Lord, I hope they get saved one day. No! You're settling. You're settling thinking God can never use my life. You're settling for small thinking. You're settling for small dreams. And what's amazing is at Israel's lowest point, God spoke to them through the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet told them not to settle. Israel, don't get comfortable. Israel, don't stay where you are. God is going to return you back to your homeland. And you're going to produce greater than ever before. God told the people, get prepared for my blessings. He said, enlarge your tents. Stretch out your tent curtains. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. And as they're living in exile... 
and they're hearing this huge promise from God that God had a big future for them. He wanted to enlarge their tents. They have to be thinking to themselves as they're sitting in Babylon, as they're sitting in captivity, they have to be thinking, this is ridiculous. What is Isaiah talking about? There's no way this could ever happen. We're going to be stuck in Babylon the rest of our life. And what I love about biblical prophecy is that you see God's promise come to pass in the book of Nehemiah and the people start to go back. How many know God's faithful to his promises? If God says it, he'll do it. I said God is faithful to his promises. If God says it, he will do it even when it seems ridiculous. And I hear God saying to people's church, people's church, don't you get comfortable? Don't, don't you stay where you are. People search enlarge your tent. Stretch out your tent curtains. There are so many more people to reach. Matter of fact, because of the pandemic, people are hurting more than ever. They're confused. They're in pain. And friends, I just want to remind us, people don't turn to God in bad. People turn to God in bad times way more than they do in good times. I don't personally like bad times, but for the church, I kind of love it. I'm like, oh, it's bad. Good. People going to come to Jesus. <laughs> Gas prices are high. Bummer. I hate it. Get them a little higher, Lord, because people will come to Jesus. People turn to Jesus in, in bad times. People need the Lord. Did you realize that only 43% were in the buckle of the Bible belt? 43% of Oklahomans attend church regularly. 43%. 57% of people don't attend church. That means right here in Oklahoma, 1.6 million people don't attend church. In the Oklahoma City metro area, there are over 800,000 people who don't attend church. We get so caught up on the church on every corner that we forget about all those who don't go. In the state of Indiana, where we have a location, only 37% attend church regularly. That means over 4.2 million people in, in the state of Indiana do not attend church. In the Indianapolis metro area, over 1.3 million people do not attend church. Barner Research says due to the pandemic over the next few years that we could see as many as 100,000 Churches close 100,000 out of the 384 churches in America close their doors. Uh, about almost a third of churches closing their doors due to the pandemic. So many churches are struggling. And I'm just here to remind us, people's church, we must stretch our tents because there are so many more people to reach with the love of God. We must stretch. We must stretch. We must stretch. We cannot get comfortable. As long as there's lost people who don't know Jesus and they're on their way to hell, I still believe the Bible. We've got to reach. we got to evangelize. we got to keep going. we got to keep sending. we got to keep giving the missions we got to keep reaching people somebody shout stretch yeah 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 we must stretch we must stretch and if we're going to stretch here's the first thing we got to do we must stretch in our relationship with God church let me remind us we have to be spiritually prepared to reach more people the devil does not want more people to go to heaven so we've got to stretch our spiritual muscles to be ready for spiritual warfare. We have to stretch our spiritual muscles to be ready for spiritual warfare. We have to stretch our spiritual muscles to be ready for spiritual 
warfare. I, I, I try to work out three or four times a week, uh, usually a couple times on the weights a week, and then a few times on the elliptical. And, and a few months ago, I was rushing in the gym. I, I got there. I was running late. I had an appointment to get to. And almost every time, I mean, really, every time I go to the gym, I stretch. So I stretch, and I hate it. I hate stretching. I just hate it. I hate it. I, I, hate, I hate it. Come on, how many of you athletes back in high school and junior high, some of you are still today. I, just, I hate it stretching. I just, I, don't, I just don't like it. And so I was glad I was running late that day. My brother don't have time to stretch today. I'm just getting on the elliptical. I'm just going to pound this thing out real quick. And I got to going. Hey! 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 Calm down, big fella. Calm down. Hey. Ooh, a brother wished he would have stretched. I injured my hamstring. And it affected my workout for like two or three months. Because I didn't take time to stretch. And if you don't take time to stretch in your spiritual life, stretch in your relationship with God, the enemy is going to catch you off guard and you're going to find yourself injured by the devil. Because I'm telling you, we've got to have spiritual muscles strong if we're going to reach more people for Jesus Christ. We've got we've to stretch Isaiah 54 verse 2 through 4. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch, stretch, stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your courts. Strengthen. Everybody shout strengthen. You didn't shout, shout strengthen. Strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes. If you're going to stretch your tent, you've got to strengthen the stakes you put in the ground. Your life is a tent. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are God's house when i say strengthen your stakes i'm talking about your own spiritual house i'm talking about strengthening your spiritual disciplines your spiritual disciplines are what keep you grounded it doesn't matter how big your tent is if your stakes are planted deeply in the ground your tent won't stand and church your your, your stakes are your spiritual disciplines your life must be planted deeply in Jesus Christ. Colossians 2 and verse 7 says, rooted and built up in him, in Christ. Not in you, not in culture, in Christ. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Church, think about this. Are you rooted in Christ? Are you being built up and strengthened in Christ? Church, what kind of stakes are you putting into your relationship with Christ? God sent me to tell people's church, people's church, strengthen your stakes. Your stakes have to get stronger and stronger and stronger so that you can stretch your tent to reach more people. And here's what happens when you don't invest in your spiritual life, when you don't stretch in your relationship with God, you get some stakes that are pretty weak. Some of you, your problem is you got two toothpick stakes. Come on, I'm, I'm ready to fight the devil. No, you're not. No, you're not. My brother, my sister, you need to pray some more. You're not ready. Oh, man, well, pastor, well, pastor, well, well I'm okay. And that's, that's better than the toothpick. I'll give you that. 
but I don't know if you're ready yet. And because and, and you're not investing in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and then you get this steak right here. And you got toothpick steak and this little plastic steak. And then you got the wooden steak. And, and these are all good. But I'm telling you, we've got to be spiritually ready. And what you got to put in the ground, you got to have a relationship with God that says, I'm putting some spiritual disciplines down. I'm going to be rooted and built up in Christ. I'm going to be strengthened in Christ. There's a real devil. There's spiritual warfare. There's a real enemy. There's a real heaven and hell. Souls are in the balance, and I've got to be spiritually strong. I've got to be planted in Christ so that I can reach people. Church, what kind of stakes do you have? Come on, camera person. Pull that thing close to me. Get it close. Get it close. Get, 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 clo get, clo get all up in me. What kind of stakes are you putting in the crown? The scripture says, strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes so that you can be able to stretch your tents. Pastor, how do we go from toothpick stakes to metal stake faith? How do we strengthen our stakes so that we can stretch our tent? Let me share with you really quickly. Number one is this. Here's how. Here's how. You go from toothpick stake faith to metal stake faith, and that is strengthen your knowledge of God's word. Strengthen your knowledge of God's word. There are way too many Christians who don't know what God's word says, and your stakes will never be planted deeply into Christ if you don't know God's word. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, look at your neighbor and say, don't you miss this. I mean, you, your life depends on this right here. Don't you miss this. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, I'm going to help somebody right now. Don't you sleep with your eyes open. Don't, don't play on your phone right now. I got a word from the Lord for our church. Matthew 7, verse 24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Listen, 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 listen. You cannot tell the difference between the two houses by looking. Both houses looked strong. Both houses looked great. The only way you can tell the difference between the two houses is when the storm comes. When storms come, you see which house has toothpick stakes and which house has big metal stakes. It says in verse 27, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. The storms have come the last 20 months and my heart is broken and hurting as a pastor because I have seen lives come crashing down because people have toothpick faith. People have built their life on watching Fox News and CNN. They've built their life on reading internet 
articles. They've built their life on listening to celebrities. They, they've built their foundation on reading social media and listening to all kinds of organizations. They, they've built their life on chasing money and positions and power and popularity. They built their life on what culture says. And the storm came. And people's lives are crashing down. I've seen a lot of lives. Oh, I hate to admit it. Even in our own church. God helped me preach the word. I didn't know I pastored so many carnal Christians that built their life on something other than Christ. I know he ain't talking about me, child. I know it's you. You better get your, you, you better listen to that man today. He's trying to help your life out today. Church, don't build your life on anything else but the word of God. Strengthen your stakes. Hear the word of God. Read the word of God every day. Have friends who know and live the word of God. That's why small groups are so important. Who you hang around is everything, church. Get in a small group of people talking the word of God, living the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Get you some people who know the word and live the word. Because church, you have to live this thing. If you know it but don't live it, your foundation is not built on the rock. You've got toothpick faith. James 1 and verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. Just look at your neighbor and say, do the word, do the word. Come on online. Somebody just type, do the word, do, do it, do it, do it. Don't just listen, do it, do it, practice it, practice. Come on. You've got to, now you can't have toothpick faith. You got to have some strong metal faith. Strengthen your stakes. Number two, pastor, how do I strengthen my stakes? Number two, strengthen your prayer life. Strengthen your prayer life. Romans 12 and verse 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in what? Faithful in prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17, pray continually. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful. People who stretch their tent are people who are devoted to prayer. MC Hammer said it best. You have to pray. MC Hammer theology is going down at one night. You have to pray just to make it today. Prayer can't be optional. Every day pray. Pray first. Come on, shout pray first. Come on, before you make the decision, before you buy the house, before you get a divorce, before you go to the mall and spend all that money. Pray first. Church, give God. Give God at least the first 15 minutes every day. 
at least minimum five minutes of prayer, five minutes of Bible reading, five minutes of worship, the first 15, five minutes of prayer, five minutes of worship, five minutes of, of, of reading your Bible. Come on, the first 15, the first 15, it matters every day. Five minutes of Bible, five minutes of worship, five minutes of prayer. Oh, pastor, I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah, I was busy in going to the gym and didn't stretch, and I injured myself. If you get too busy to pray, you're too busy. We got to pray. So our stakes are strengthened in the Lord. People, church, I'm calling you. Tonight, I knew you would show up because we're giving you some free shirts and some free food. I was born on a day, but it wasn't yesterday. Yeah, child, I don't feel like it, but they're giving them shirts out tonight, you know. That could be costing $25 next week. So I'm going on, child. I'm going to go on to go one night tonight. Hope I, hope I have to pretty good, but I'm getting my shirt. All I, I, I know, I'm getting my shirt. But church, come January the 9th, I need you here at 6 a.m. to pray. I need you here for 21 days of prayer. Throw up the slide, 21 days. I, I need you. Just take, take a picture. Oh, Pastor, you know, that's sick. I'm not a morning person. I'm not either. Get here to pray. <laughs> Pastor, I don't have time for all that. That's why your stakes are not strengthened. Because you don't take time to pray. You got, listen, I want our houses to be full of prayer again. We, the, the, our prayer meetings are growing. I need you here at every campus at 6 a.m. praying and seeking the face of God. It is the backbone of the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus said my house will be called a house of prayer. This is spiritual warfare. We're in a battle for the souls of humanity, and we've got to have people that pray. How many? I just want you to, by faith, if you'll throw your hand up and say, Pastor, count on me. I will be at the 6 a.m. prayer services. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I will be there. I will be there. Come on. May the, may the Lord help the rest of you. Zip a hand up or two right now. Come on. Come on. Just by, Come on. Come on. We're going to pack the houses and we're going to pray and seek the face of God because God answers prayer. God answers prayer. We got to go from toothpick faith to metal faith by praying. Here's number three. How do you, how do you strengthen your stakes? Number three, strengthen your commitment to God's house. As your pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about your well-being. And listen, I, I've been doing this too long now to be moved by numbers. There was a day that I, my identity was wrapped up in numbers. Attendance was up. I was good. It was down. I was depressed. It was so unhealthy. I'm not wrapped up in numbers. I'm wrapped up in your soul. And I, I want you to have you and your family with your stakes strong. And I'm seeing people's marriages fall apart and families fall apart. I'm watching people's morals fall apart and their values fall apart. Lives are coming crashing down because people during this pandemic have lost their commitment to God's house. Barna Research says that during the pandemic, that one in three Christians who used to go to church have stopped going to church in person or online. One third. Gallup report said for the first time since the late 1930s, fewer than half 
of Americans say they belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. The same study found weekly church attendance has declined from, from 45% in 1993 to 29% in 2020. And church, I'm concerned. Now, pastor, you're just old-fashioned. I'll admit, I am old-fashioned. I believe the Bible. So when you start quoting other stuff, well, pastor, you know my experience. You know how I grew up. Well, God bless you for that. I'm going to stick with the word. So if the word, if the word says it, that's what I'm going to go with. Thank God for how you was raised, what mama and daddy and them said, and grandma and all of them, but I'm going to stick with the word. Thank, thank God what the, Christ, what, what, what the, what the hip-hop artist said, God bless them, and the celebrity, but I'm going to stick with the word. I want you to hear what the word says. Why I'm concerned, church, I'm concerned. Psalm 92 and verse 13, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. People's lives will not flourish unless they are planted in God's house. You can't strengthen your stakes apart from being planted in God's house. You got to let your roots grow deep in Christ by being planted in God's house. Well, pastor, I don't believe that. I just believe I can stay home. I love you, church. I'm not just trying to fill buildings. I care about your soul. And for health reasons, I understand some of you have to watch online. But please watch online every week. Actually, watch the service. And then plan on getting back to church as soon as possible. Matter of fact, all of my friends watching online right now, set a date. Because January, I'm coming back. February, I'm, I'm coming back. Pick the date today. So I'm coming back to God's house. There's nothing like being planted in the house, worshiping God, lifting up holy hands, hearing the word, the corporate anointing. Oh, it matters. It matters. It matters. Some of you need to get back to church and yours is not a, a health issue. You, you just need to get back. And I'm asking you as your pastor, I care about your life flourishing. Would you get back to the house of God and worshiping? It matters. It matters. Some of you need to start consistently coming to God's house. There are some of you that I used to see frequently, three or four times a month. But since the pandemic, I was once a month, once every six weeks. And I'm concerned. Church, I love you. God has called me to shepherd your soul. And I just know what happens when you get out of God's house. You get carnal. You get worldly. You get fleshly. You start talking crazy and think it's normal. Like your values get all messed up. You start chasing money and chasing power. Like you start chasing, you don't chase Jesus. And I just like, like I, I know what happens, church. And I say get planted in God's house so that your life and your family don't come crashing down. Planted in the house of the God. They flourish. And then some of you need to start serving in God's house. You don't get planted by just attending. Real planted people are serving God's house. 
So I just call you church, come on back home, come on back serving, get your life planted in God's house, build your life around God's house, God's word, the people of God, get planted so that you can strengthen your stakes. I, I love you. I love you, church. Let me give a fourth one. And I'm on close, but I'm going to have three closings tonight. Amen. And then I'm going to close. I'm about to close. This is my last point, number four, is strengthen your generosity. Strengthen your generosity. Isaiah 54 and verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Now notice this. Do not hold back. If there is an area where Christ followers hold back, it's in generosity. It's holding back their giving and holding back their tithe and holding back their offerings. And, and church, I just want to say this because this is one night. This is family. You love this church. You're here. I'm, I, listen, God has blessed people's church. We're, it's, it, it's been a record year giving. Last year was a record year. We're not struggling. I'm not here trying to raise an offering. I, I, want, I want your life to be blessed. God, God has so provided because you're so jet. Give yourself a hand and clap. And in the middle of a pandemic, come on, in, in the middle of a pandemic, you've been faithful. You are giving. You're giving. And some of people just, they're holding back. And here's what Tiffany and I have made up our minds. We're not holding back. We're going to give the largest offering we've ever given above our tithe this year. We're not holding back because people need Jesus. And we've got to, we can't hold back. We've got to lengthen. It says lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. When I think about lengthening our cords, I think about lengthening our generosity so that we can reach more people. People's church, I would say to all of us, don't hold back. Let's lengthen our generosity. For four ways to lengthen your generosity. Four ways. I'm about to close. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> Lengthen your generosity by going from giving nothing to giving something. So I just want to talk to people. You, 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 you don't give it all to the work of God, to the house of God. I want to encourage you, don't hold back. Start consistently giving something. So that's how you strengthen your takes, to stakes. Generosity matters. So I encourage you today, today, just hop on the People's Church app and set up $20 a week reoccurring. Just I'm going to start giving something from nothing to something. Maybe it's $50 a week reoccurring. Just set up where it comes automatically out your bank account. That's what my wife and I do. It's just set automatically just comes out. Maybe it's $100 a week. Just start giving something to God. And then here's a second category. Lengthen your generosity by going from giving something to tithing. In God's kingdom, tithing is really, it's the baseline. Those of you who today are going to hop on the app and you're going to set up reoccurring giving $20 a week or $50 a week, whatever your, just your starting point is, I want to say to you, as soon as you can, start tithing. Start tithing. And some of you may have already started tithing, but you're not consistent. Start consistently tithing. Strengthen your stakes. Lengthen your course. Don't hold back so that you can live under the blessings of God, in the sweet spot of God's blessings. Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 10 says this about living in God's blessings. It says, bring the whole tithe. I get asked a lot from people, Pastor, do I tithe off the gross or the net? I'll let you interpret the whole tithe. I think you know my interpretation. 
bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That would be the local church where you worship. Why? That there may be food in my house. You see, the tithe puts food in God's house. That's how we operate the church. That's how we do ministry. That's even how we do outreach. You're, you're putting food in God's house. He says, test me in this. And today, I want some of you to test God. Don't hold back. Listen, I love you. And if there's ever a time that Christians need to live under the blessings of God, it's right now. Like, church, don't hold back. I want you in the blessed place Pastor, you're just trying to get my money. If you think that or feel that, please keep your money. I really want you to be blessed. I want you to live in the blessed place. And so today, like, here's what we do. On your People's Church app, on the website, peoples.church, there's a 90-day tithe challenge. The Bible says, test me in this. And so here's what I want you to do. Today, get on there starting today. And give God the full 10%. Just begin to return the 10%. Fill out the 90-day tithe challenge card. It's, mo it's money, get money back guarantee. So, so, so if you fill it out, just submit it online to the church. Start giving your tithe for the next 90 days. And if God doesn't bless you, you call the office after 90 days, and we'll be happy to refund your money. Because here's what I know. If you start tithing the full 10%, God is going to bless your life. Is there any tithers in the house right now that can testify to that? Come on. Is there anybody that, come on, is there any tithers that can give God some praise because he's faith? Come on. Are there any tithers that are living in the blessed place that God's blessed your life? Hey, he's faithful. He's faithful. It says, the Lord Almighty and see, goes on to say, see, throw that scripture up, see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough for it. Lengthen your generosity by, by tithing faithfully so that you can live under God's blessings. Number three is this. Lengthen your generosity by going from tithing to giving to dream builders. That, that's offerings. And you see that in Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 8 when it talks about how a person can rob God and tithe and offerings. The offering is giving above the 10%. So when we get to 10.1 or 10.5 or 11% or 12%, anything over 10% is giving offerings to the Lord. And every year at this time, I ask our church to pray, to seek God, and to ask what he wants you to give over and above your tithe to accelerate the vision of people's church, to see more changed lives. And I've already talked to you. The brochures will be out in the lobby right by the sweatshirts because I know... I know you're going to get your sweatshirt. And if you don't have a vision brochure, pick it up. And I'm talking to my church family right now. I'm talking to my insiders right now. And so here's what I want you to know. As you give over and above your tithe, over and above your tithe, the Ed Edmund Land. Again, I'm, I would love to pay cash for this. Matter of fact, I've been praying a ridiculous prayer for well over a year. I'm still believing God we're going to get our very first $1 million check. That God's, God's blessed somebody and he's going to speak to somebody. I don't know who. But I know I'm praying. And I'd love to pay cash for that Edmund land by the time we close in January. And then there's $400,000 for the Edmund campus launch. You've already given $300,000 in 2019. That money is set aside for the Edmund 
campus launch. And now an additional 400000 to get all that we need to launch that campus strong. And then an additional 500000 just for missions. We're going to keep aggressively giving to missions, local, national, and international missions. And then the OKC parking lot repair. Some of you read about that today. Hopefully you took the brochure home and you, and you read it at, at your house. But our Oklahoma City parking lot, I just want you to know, Pastor, why is the parking lot getting raggedy? Well, the problem <laughs> is we have an underground spring under the parking lot. And I don't know how it formed. I don't know what happened, but there's a spring. You go underneath our parking lot, and it's water underneath, a spring underneath there. And so we had to pay for engineering to come in and tell us what we have to do to pump the water, get the water, put the proper structure underneath the concrete and get it running all the way out to the end of the property so that we can actually repa to pave it. And the, the entire cost is actually $1.5 million uh, to do that. Pastor, why haven't we paved the parking lot? $1.5 million is why we haven't paved on the parking lot. But I got big faith in a big God, and he's going to help us. He's going to help us. So as you're generous to the Lord, that's, that's, that's what we're, we're going to do, and we're going to be faithful and to steward your money well. I've got board members here or watching online, and they handle our money with such care. We get an audit every single year. Our audits come back clean. We handle God's money with extreme integrity, and I want you to pray about giving to dream builders. And here's my last point. I'm about to close. Number four is this, lengthen your generosity by, by, by going from giving to dream builders to giving ridiculously to dream builders. And people with big faith in a big God have ridiculous generosity. And I'm believing that, that God's going to give us just ridiculous generosity. And that's different for all of us. It's, it's not about equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice. For some of you, ridiculous generosity would be $20 a month. Some of you, it'd be $100 a month. For some of you, it's $2,000. For some of you, it's $5,000, $10,000, $50,000, $100,000. Some of you, a big, big, big ridiculous faith would be giving a million. And, and I just want you to pray and ask God what he would have you to give. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2, it says, In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Here's what jumps out at me. You can be extremely poor and still be generous. It's not about the dollar amount. It's about the sacrifice. You could also be extremely rich and give 30000 but that's not really ridiculous generosity. Because it's not about the gift. It's about the sacrifice. It's about the sacrifice. He goes on to say, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able even beyond their ability. That's ridiculous generosity. When you give beyond your ability, when you say, God, I'm praying, and you laid a number on my heart, and I don't know how I'm going to do that, or God, that number doesn't make sense. Like for Tiffany and I, the number that, we're, that God's laid on our hearts, it's the biggest number ever. We're getting into our savings account. It's thousands and thousands of dollars, and it does not make sense because our oldest son is a senior in high school, and he is getting ready to go to college. College, and I'm like, hello, God. Are you sure? And some of you, if you don't know the Cooper family well, and then there's another one to follow 
two years later going to college, and then another one a year later. I mean, I, I, we got them stacked up for college. And I'm going, God, this doesn't make sense, but, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's, ridi- I'm, I'm just, it's ridiculous faith. And it goes on to say entirely on their own, entirely on their own. Listen, nobody's going to come to your house and work you over. Just pray and hear from God. Like, I really believe if you would actually just, just pray, church, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. If you take time to sit down, if you're single by yourself and say, God, what do you want me to do? If you're married, if you'll take time to sit down with your spouse and say, what does God want us to do? Let's pray. Let's spend some time asking God how we can push the kingdom of God forward. Let's pray about how we can see more changed lives entirely on their own. They urgently, ple- they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And I can't wait for the end of the service for some of you to run up to me. Pastor, I just urgently. Uh, let me move on. That's, um, that didn't go over as well as I was hoping it would. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. Giving to advance God's kingdom is always a privilege. It's always a, it's all, it's an opportunity. What an opportunity God has given us to see more changed lives. Verse five says, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us, also to us. Ridiculous generosity is not about the amount. It's about the sacrifice. Second Corinthians 8, 13 says, our desire is not that others be relieved while you are hard pressed, but that there might be equality, not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. And there's a couple in our church, Ricky and Arla Bradford. Some of you may know them. And they started a used car business four and a half years ago. And Ricky and Arla have been tithers for years. And I talked to Ricky on the phone today. He wanted to be here so, so badly, but he's, his family's in Texas. And we texted back and forth this evening. And, and they started their business and been tithers. And I, I did this very thing. I, I was casting vision in... In, in 2019 and in November, we do this just every year to pray and seek God. And we handed out commitment cards to everybody and he began to pray. And in 2019, God spoke to them to give $50,000 over and above their time. Just fit a thousand a week, a thousand a week. End up getting a thousand a week. It's like, God, are you sure? God, are you, God, okay. And God just confirmed in his heart. And then 2020 in March came. A pandemic. Oh my God goodness do I keep giving and some months were tight it was challenging some months he questioned God but he said pastor God blessed us and I didn't have to lay off any employees God blessed my business we never went without food God took care of us but he said this in Ricky, Ricky made me laugh on the phone this week. He said this to me. He said, but pastor, uh, when 2020 was over, I, was, I said, thank you, Jesus. That's over. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Thank God that's over. He said, then you got up there again. In the 2020, and said, just pray. And me and my wife prayed. We actually did what you said. We just took some time to pray. And God spoke to us and told us to tithe off our business, the gross income from our business in 2021. And you know what he's thinking? Get behind me, Satan. Are you? 
but he stepped out in faith, Ricky and Arla, and they began to tithe gross off their business in 2021. He said, Pastor, he told me this on the phone this week. He said, by, by summertime, we had already exceeded what we had given in 2020. He said, and we've been tithing off our business. And here's what he told me. Here's what Ricky told me. Ricky said this. He said, Pastor, it's been a tough year. Trying to get cars and trying to get used cars, it's been hard. It's been challenging. Going to the auctions, it's hard to get cars right now. He said, but can I tell you, Pastor, in 2021, we've had a record year in our business despite the delta variant despite the challenges of getting caught somebody ought to give god praise I, I said somebody ought to give god praise that a family stepped out in ridiculous generosity put that picture up if you haven't put it up one more time even if you already put it up of ricky and all i want you to see this incredible couple that has stepped out in ridiculous generosity and god has blessed their life and blessed their family and blessed their business because here's what i know you cannot outgive god i said you cannot outgive god just try it you cannot outgive god you cannot outgive god and years ago we were meeting in the quell springs mall amc theater and a group of a few hundred people that ended up growing to about 800. But the time I cast it vision, probably three or 400 people were gonna buy land right here at Britain Road and build a building. And those people gave sacrificially. And you're in this building today because somebody sacrificed and had vision for the future. And they gave sacrifice, they gave ridiculous. And the Oklahoma City campus was planted and people came into the doors and their life was changed people came into the doors and I just couldn't wait to get inside this tent oh God it's amazing lives were changed and then people that came to Oklahoma City campus stepped out in faith and gave generously for people who were not here yet and had a vision for Midwest City and they gave generously for Midwest City. And then another tent came and lives were changed because people gave sacrificially by faith. And then I casted vision for a Northwest campus. We've got to enlarge our tents. We've got to enlarge our tents. We've got to enlarge our tents. We've got to stretch our tents. And people gave sacrificially and, and they gave and another tent was put up because people gave sacrificially ridiculous giving. And then I said, we're going to go to Indianapolis. What? And start a church in Indianapolis. And you gave by faith. And we have a campus in Indianapolis that this Sunday, in the middle of a pandemic, over 600 people were there on a Sunday morning out of state worshiping Jesus at our Indianapolis campus because somebody gave by faith. And then it was crazy. I said, church, we're going to start a church, the first ever church in the prison in the state of Oklahoma, God behind bars. And we stepped out in faith and you gave generously and we started Mabel Bassett and then we put out another tent and just last week, my, there's my tent, praise the Lord. 
and lock. my goodness, they just keep coming because we're going to Edmond next, church. Somebody is going to give, and we're going to go to Edmond, and we're going to see more changed lives. We're going, we're going to do it. We're going to, do it. we're going to keep putting out tents. We're going, we're going to keep reaching people. South Oklahoma City. Pastor Daryl Wooten keeps telling me, "Go to Tulsa, Pastor Herbert. Will you go to Tulsa? We might just put a campus in Tulsa. One more tent to reach some more people." I have a heart for rural Oklahoma. I'm from Wewoka. I think we ought to go to rural Oklahoma and put a people's church and to see some more lives change. Somebody say, stretch your tents. Somebody say, stretch your tents. There's more lives to be changed. Stretch your tents. Stretch your tents. Stretch your tents. There's more lives to be changed. Stretch your tents. Stretch your tents. There's more lives to be changed. Stretch your tents. Stretch your tents. Stretch your tents. There's more lives. There's more lives. There's more lives to be reached. Stretch your tents. More changed lives. I'm about to close. That was my last one. Would you hand out the commitment cards right now? Here's what I'm going to give you an opportunity to do. No pressure you have until November the 21st to turn your commitment card in. But I believe like Tiffany and I, some of you have been praying the last week or two. And God has spoken a number to your heart to give to dream builders he's spoken to you about December the 5th the miracle offering there's a number and if God's already spoken to your heart a number as you get that commitment card tonight they're going to give you that in a pen I want you to fill out I commit to give above my tithe over the next 12 months to dream build please give above your tithe the tithe is how we run the church. Above your tithe accelerates the vision of the church. Put down the number you're going to give above your tithe on this card. Fill out your name. If you're not already set up for reoccurring giving, you can set it up today or get on the app. That really does help the church out to just can count on that your giving is coming every single month or every other week. It really does help us. But I want to pray. And we're going to build God's church. Build your church. Build your church. And can I remind you that we are the church of Jesus Christ that God uses to build his church. And then as you pray and write, fill out the card, I'm not looking for everybody. It may be 10 people. It may be five. It may be 100. It's not about how many. It's about is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Are you ready to make that commitment? If you're not, go home and pray. Seek God. Take some time to pray about what God wants you to do in ridiculous faith. And those of you that decide to make a commitment tonight, I'm going to ask you to walk down in just a moment and just drop it in one of the tents. Just lay it in one of the tents. And our staff, Pastor Josh Brown, our executive of operations, will ensure to get those cards and they'll be kept confidential. Heavenly Father, I got big faith in a big God. 
our best days are still ahead of us. There are so many more people to reach. Strengthen our stakes. Strengthen our stakes. Strengthen us in the Word of God. Strengthen us in prayer. Strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen our stakes. Strengthen us in generosity. Strengthen us, Lord, that we can reach more people with the goodness of Jesus Christ. I pray right now, God, that you speak to the hearts of people right now, whoever that you desire to speak to tonight. Your sheep know your voice, and they will not follow another. I thank you for big faith and a big God. I thank you for some people tonight that are going to do ridiculous, not because their pastor's asking them to, but because the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. And Lord, those that you don't speak to tonight, would you speak to this next week? Would you speak to the week after? And I pray they would have the faith to do what you're calling them to do. In Jesus' name, I pray.